This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about being on your bigger mission. And this is part of being a change maker. This is part of being a visionary. This is part of creating differently in your life, which if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast, you'll know is my bigger mission is to really change how we are in life to create extraordinary lives, to create extraordinary businesses, to create lives that are passionate and fulfilled and joyful and where we love our lives every day. And to do that, we have to be on our biggest mission. And for myself and for many of my clients, being on this mission is the thing that gives us fuel. It gives us our fire. It means that we can deal with challenges. It means that we can deal with detractors. So even if somebody turns up and says, well, that doesn't make sense, or why why are you doing this? Why don't you stay here? Why don't you stay where you're safe? Why don't you stay in your marriage? You know, don't leave your job. Oh my God, you've got a good job. What are you thinking about? You know, setting up your own business, doing your own thing, walking away from business that's profitable. You do it because you're on a bigger mission and because you are always evolving yourself and your mission in the world. So this is a really crucial part of being a visionary. It's a really crucial part of creating the life that you really, really want. And it comes from being on that bigger mission. And I wanted to talk about this today because it's so crucial to staying the course as a visionary. Because if you're trying to build something from a a logical perspective Or, you know, in the old days, you used to do a SWOT analysis, you know, what's the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? Can I build a business case around this thing that I want to build? And I'm not taking away from any of that. You know, that's still a useful thing to do, but it's not where we build businesses that are based on passion, that come from that sense of connection and energy and, you know, that are almost kind of like, well, not almost, that are channeled through to us to do in the world. And so I've talked about that my purpose before, that it's about extraordinary living. It's about creating extraordinary lives and businesses. It's about changing the shape of work and business and organizations, because I really believe that organizations should be a force for change in the world. And we haven't kind of really stepped into that, claimed that, made that true yet or not enough anyway. The world of work and organizations is in a huge amount of flux as I record this in the middle of 2023. So I have been really in the midst of this. And one of the things I like to do on this podcast is to talk from my own experience because I can only talk from my lived experience because this is my bigger purpose in the world. It's not just a business. It's not just the way I earn money. It is who I am and it is how I am, one of the ways that I am expressing myself in the world. And so this has been an ongoing journey for me, especially over the last five years or so, to be in a position where I can express myself fully 
and in an aligned way across all aspects of my life and work so that I am who I am and I am on this extraordinary life visionary mission, whether I am being with my daughter, whether I am with my friends, whether I'm with my family, whether I'm with my clients, there's no gap now. There is no difference now in terms of how I'm showing up. And I think that was one of the gifts actually of the pandemic and being at home and, you know, having those situations where you had to work from home and you had kids popping in and dogs barking and all of those things is it took away a lot of the veneer and it took away a lot of the, this kind of like, I have to be professional and show up this way and all of those things. And it also kind of took away the separation. So now my work is my life. My life is my work the two things interact and interconnect and are aligned. And, you know, if you go to work, if you work for someone else, if you go to an office at least a few days a week, you probably feel a bit more of that separation. But if you are an entrepreneur, having created your own thing, there really is no separation. And it's one of the things that for people who are not that visionary entrepreneur, founder, creator type, they find it hard to understand. You know, I had to be, I had this conversation with my ex-husband all the time. Well, you know, this work's taking over our life and we're always, you know, it's always there and we can never escape from it. And I was like, I don't want to escape from it. You know, I love it. And it's an expression of me. And I say, you know, I've been talking to my daughter a lot, who's 11, nearly 12, about the relationships that she has in her life and how her school is and how they deal with conflict and how you have friendships where you can disagree and it's okay and how you step into somebody else's shoes. You know, all the skills that I use a lot in my working life with my clients, I'm also using with my 11 year old. And I also end up being, um, the mediator and the, I don't know, kind of like the voice of reason, I guess, for many of my friends too. So who I am is, you know, someone who connects to potential someone who's very intuitive, someone who channels stuff through, you know, who gets messages about things, who, you know, sometimes I'm talking to people and I get a full body kind of response, goosebumps, the whole works of, you know, knowing that something is right. So I I don't just turn that on and off in my business. That's true for me as an individual in the world. And so one of the things I've been doing over the last couple of years. I mean, really over the last 10 years, but it's intensified the more I get clearer about who I am and who my and what my work is in the world, is I have been really clearing stuff out and, you know, saying no to things. So saying no to work that, you know, I can easily do and I do get some satisfaction from and I'm good at it, but it's not really on my bigger mission you know, so letting go of stuff in the, in my working life that doesn't really resonate with me anymore, doesn't allow me to do the big work that I really want to do, you know, letting go of relationships that don't serve me or recreating relationships in a way that they do, you know, letting go of my marriage, which I knew that I couldn't be myself within that marriage. I just knew that it, it kind of run its course and there's no way that, I could be myself that and elevate either my daughter to be in her biggest potential that actually it wasn't any longer holding that space of potential for any of us, my husband included. So I wanted to talk about this today because I feel like so many people I know who are conscious 
and really creating conscious lives. And I mean, you know, not just going with the flow, not doing what everyone else does, not um, drifting, but actually consciously going, what do, who do I want to be? What do I want my life to be? How am I creating this? Are feeling or have been feeling this sense of challenge. And, you know, I know for myself, I've had a lot of challenges over the last three, four months, actually, logistically and, you know, weird things like, you know, my, I got a puppy and then she's had two serious illnesses since I've had her in the last few months. She hasn't slept very well. That's been quite challenging. I have two other animals who've also been sick. I have a new relationship in my life. So I'm making, you know, finding ways and making room for that too. And, you know, new relationships throw up some stuff too that we have to work through and process and deal with. You know, there's been issues with my finances. I've had issues with my, some issues in my relationships in my life. You know, I've kind of been sitting here going, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to work through. And you could look at that from one perspective that says, wow, you know, there must be something going wrong here. You know, how come I've got all these challenges in my life? This is not the way my life normally is. How come all these things are popping up? And I've even jokingly, and I shouldn't say this because I should know better, but I have jokingly said to my partner, maybe I've just got bad karma, you know, maybe there's something going on, but I know that's not true. So, what I do know is that life happens for me, not to me. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's a mantra that I live by. Life happens for me, not to me. And so when challenges happen, when things pop up, when I think, oh my Lord, what on earth is going on? I know in my soul somewhere that this is serving me, that it's happening for a reason. And I know also what's interesting is that when you talk to other people who are working and living in a similar way, you find there's also some commonality in our experiences. So I know, say, a lot of my conscious friends have had a lot of challenges lately and a lot of logistical stuff, a lot of financial stuff. It's like the old structures around us are breaking down and the new stuff hasn't come in yet. And also that when we say no to stuff, we create a bit of a void. And there is something about the human nature that we don't like being in a void, right? So so we go, oh, it's empty. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what the next move is. It feels unfamiliar. Okay, I didn't like what I was doing over there. I didn't like being in that relationship, but I kind of knew it. It was familiar. I really... um, I could live there quite easily, even though it caused me some pain, even though it didn't allow me to step into my potential. I could still live there, not comfortably, but in a familiar way. And then we say no. You know, for me, it's been saying no to more classic coaching work. It's been saying no to day events that I can do. I could do standing on my head, but I know where I'm going and I know what I want to do. And the pieces that are landing in for me right now oh, makes me emotional even sitting here talking about it. They have such resonance and they are so connected to my bigger purpose that I just know that I have to do them. And so I am, you know, as I sit here in June 2023, I am launching a community called the Extraordinary Life Club. 
which is really you know an an ambition and a desire and an intention to change how we live life you know to be able to live life from the inside out to live energy first to know that we're the creators of our reality to know that life happens for us not to us you know this conscious connected intuitive energetic way of living life which is what i've been honing for myself over a long period of time and teaching my clients over a long period of time. And now I want to create a bigger community around that. And, you know, it's interesting. I've been waking up about 4.30 in the morning and I was looking into the meaning of that earlier. And I know that's when I'm creative, three, four o'clock in the morning. I know when I'm waking up at that time, there's a lot shifting and changing in my life in a positive way. And actually I did so much work not work. I downloaded so much stuff about my work between 4.30 and 5.30 this morning. It's probably why my voice sounds a little hoarse. So I want to create that community. I want to change how we live life. You know, I really do. I want to change how we do work. And not just I want to, I am going to change how we live life. I'm going to change how we work. I'm going to change the structure of work as we know it. Not just me on my own, in collaboration and co-creation with other people who are on similar missions in their own unique ways. But I, I know that's part of my bigger mission. I also know that I love, love, love doing the deeper healing, energetic, intuitive work with people. And again, you know, it's not that I don't love coaching. I do. I've been a coach for a long time. I absolutely adore it. And I know there's a whole other level that coaching can go to. And I know that it is working on the subconscious as well as the conscious levels, working in this integrated, aligned way is a whole different ballgame. And when I've done that with my clients, my God, have we seen change. It's been quite extraordinary. And so that this place of being more of a, bringing my energetic, healing, intuitive, trauma release work into to business people, to founders of companies, to organizations is, you know, a a bold new step for me. I have been doing it on the quiet for a long time, but I've been kind of in hiding. I said yesterday that I'm coming out of my healing closet. You know, I'm being open about the work that I do, that I do this deeper healing work and how powerful and amazing it is. And and about my bigger mission in the world, about creating community, about creating connection, about creating a different way of living life. Now, I know all that with certainty, and it's the next stage of this big mission. So my big mission has been around since I was a child. I didn't know it then, but when I look back in hindsight, I absolutely know that. I know it's why I couldn't stay in corporate life. Um, I know it's why I haven't followed a traditional path in my life. It's certainly been present since I set up my business about 20 years ago, but it's building and building and building. And I was joking with someone yesterday that I'm 54 and which is incredible to me. I'm sure that's not right. I feel about 37 and I feel like I'm just getting going. I'm like, wow, I feel more energized, more certain, more attached to this vision than I think I've ever felt. You know, isn't that extraordinary? And when you're connected to your big vision in the way that I'm describing, it, it's kind of, so it's like the rocket fuel behind what you do. And it means that even if things are challenging in the short term, I know this is the right path. 
I absolutely know I'm on the right path. And interestingly, I kind of looked up the kind of angel number 426 this morning because that's when I woke up and also what it means to wake up at that time in the morning. And it was basically, the message was that, um, that, you know, my guides are guiding me, that I'm on the right path, that messages will come through to me at that time, that I need to stay on this path, that I need to trust, that I need to be in certainty, that everything is evolving perfectly and that, you know, the right things are coming. And so it's so interesting to read that this morning and go, yeah, I know that. I absolutely know that. And I feel like I'm entering into a whole new phase of my life. And I said in another, I think it was in a post rather than the podcast, but that I tend to recreate my life over about six or seven years, every six or seven years. But actually this phase has been about three years since we moved to Bournemouth and I came out of my marriage. I moved house, I moved area. I put my daughter in a different education system. We had this big change and now I feel on the brink of another big change you know, really creating my work in a different way, being in a beautiful new relationship. I'm about to start homeschooling my daughter in September. There's a massive other new change coming. So when you know your mission, it's not like it's a static thing. It's not like, oh, I know this and here's my plan and I will deliver it because, you know, you have to allow the universe to co-create with you, right? You have to allow the magic and the miracles and the manifestations and all the beautiful things to pop in. And you have to play your part and take your action too. So this is the balance of being on a mission. You know, it's trust. You know, trust sits so firmly at the center of having a big mission, of of creating a big mission, creating from a big mission, is this sense of trust, you know. And every time I've trusted, it's always worked for me. You know, moving to Bournemouth, my new relationship, the Extraordinary Life Club, doing this podcast, um, bringing healing work more concretely into what I do, being more transparent about that, allowing myself to be that healer as well as a coach, as well as a businesswoman, as well as an entrepreneur, all of those aspects of my character. And I know that when I embrace all those aspects, the work I do becomes more and more powerful. So I'm talking about this today because I was talking in the last episode um, about challenging norms and creating the new. And the way to challenge norms and create the new is to be on your biggest mission, to know that, to feel it, to keep allowing it to evolve and grow and expand and be extraordinary. And I really believe that we are all here to create change in the world. You know, human beings love to evolve. It's why we're always creating new stuff, right? And sometimes that happens in a positive way for us and sometimes it doesn't. You know, I think the world is kind of still, um, the jury's still out on the whole AI thing and whether it will make a positive difference to our lives or not. You know, there's a lot of doom and gloom and there's a lot of positivity around it. So who knows? But the point is that we're always creating. You know, that's the difference of being a human being, right? Is that we are creators. We're always creating, we're always evolving, we're always generating new things, you know? And so when you allow yourself to be the creator, when you allow yourself to be the generator, when you allow yourself to be the visionary, when you allow yourself to, you know, you allow yourself to go into those big questions of who am I and what am I here to do? And what am I passionate about? And what's the impact I want to have? Just those questions on their own, asking yourself those questions can change everything. 
And, you know, even if you've been on this journey a long time, which I have, continually asking those questions, okay, what's next? That's one of my favorite questions ever. It's one of my signature questions with my clients. Okay, what's next? Because often people come to me when they know there's something next. They can feel into the what's next. They just don't know exactly what that is yet. But they absolutely know it's coming and they know they're ready for it. But they're kind of in this void. So wherever you are on this journey, I really want to encourage you to stay on your mission no matter what the challenge is, no matter if it looks like it's not going to work. You know, often the time it works is is just after the bit where it looks like it's not going to work. So you get to a point of going, oh my God, the money's run out. I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't see where it's coming from. I'm going to have to go back to my day job, whatever the thing is. And then all of a sudden it will click into place. So know that if you are on a mission, if you feel it in your soul, if you know it's aligned, then you are on the right track. And to trust that and to be okay being in the void, to be okay saying no to stuff that you don't want to do. You know, we have to clear so much stuff to be able to be in this place, to clear the, you know, the shoulds and the people pleasing and the logical things that we should do and all of those things and be able to trust in our kind of soul mission, if you like, in what we are here to do and that we have all the capability, all the talents, all the things that we need, we have within us or we will be gifted to, to us, right? That, that we can co-create with other people and it doesn't have to be perfect. You do not have to have the, all, the, all the answers to do this either. And if you don't know what this bigger mission is, then sit with it. You know, all the, you know, all the answers are within you. And what I often encourage people to do if they don't know is to take time out and do things that inspire you and go into your inner kind of landscape, your inner world. So go and sit on a beach, go and walk in the countryside, be around kids and animals, do something that raises your energy, right? Journal, meditate, you know, start to delve into your inner world because there'll be so much more in there than you know and recognize right now. And I can guarantee to you that the answers are in there it's just allowing it to flow and without pressure, without judgment. You know, sometimes people are like, well, I, I need to find the answer because I, this is driving me crazy and I want to know. And it never comes from there. So I always, quite often when I'm working with high achieving clients who've already been successful, part of what I'm doing is giving them permission just to play and create and relax and feel into what the next pieces are. And that in itself can be a massive gift for us all. So I wish you well. I hope you find this big mission. I hope you live by this big mission. If you want to be surrounded by people who are on this mission, or not on this mission, but on a mission and are, you know, that are in some ways creating positive impact in the world, then do connect with me because I really want to create these communities of positivity and energy and potential and growth that becomes the normal way to live in the world. So if that's you, then do reach out to me and I would love to be in connection and community with you. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Collective podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing visionary purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective. 